Hey everybody, it's Dan. Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Church Podcast. Please, at the end of this podcast, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head over to thebridgelive.org and find access to all of our church information. Plus, it's the easiest way to share content with a friend and keep up with everything going on around here at the Bridge Church. But most importantly, I hope you find the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey, getting from where you are to where you want to be. Cross that bridge. Enjoy. All right, welcome everybody to the Bridge Church uh, Sunday morning service. Uh, We're really having some issues getting the ball rolling here today, but it's going to be great. Welcome to the stream. Welcome to the podcast if you're listening out there in podcast land. Uh, This is part two of our series called First, right? This is First. We're talking about priorities and getting things in order. And, uh, and we, you know, we just can't do life and expect to be blessed. We have to do things. There is an order to things to help us uh, be successful, okay? So last week, we kind of talked about uh, the spiritual life, being spiritual in a natural world, right? And we talked about how we can be led by the spiritual first, and that's going to make everything else kind of come together in the long run. This week, super excited, it's going to be very practical, right? We're going to do some, some really concept on concept building. I got a bunch of points for you, lots of scripture. Get your journal out, get your pen out, get ready to get going, um, Let's talk about our theme verse for a second, Psalm 90 and verse 12. Again, this is a a psalm written by Moses, and it says this. It says, teach us, teach us, right? Teach us. He's he's praying to the Lord. Teach us to number our days. That simply is, uh, to me, means that, you know what? Our days are numbered. Our, Our days are running short, right? And, and he's uh, teach us to number our days, to value the time we have, to value the days that we have here. And then he says that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Now, we can say this a couple different ways. He could, we could say, say it this way. Whatever you put first determines the rest, or whatever you put first influences the rest of your life. And, and a lot of us like to complain, me especially, I have been labeled, if you can believe it or not, I have been labeled a complainer. But here's what happens is that our life sometimes doesn't go right, and then we want to complain about it and, and, and do things like that. But here's the thing, a lot of this can be fixed simply by reprioritizing our life. Now, I have an illustration for you today. That's uh, it's going to be very interesting. So go with me for a second right here, and notice this picture. Okay, it has picture uh, has some sand in it, and it, notice it's about halfway full of sand, or a little more, probably over two thirds full of sand. And I want you to think of this picture. Okay, it represents your life, right? This picture represents your life, um, and this can represent a year. This can represent a month, it can represent a week, it can represent a day of your life, okay? Now the sand, the sand is the little things in our life that we do, 
like, uh, you know, the things that don't matter much, right? Socialist media could be in here. Uh, YouTube could be in here. Uh, you know, watching hockey games or going to hockey games or playing hockey games could be a part of this part of your life. It's not super critical of life. It's not important. They're just things that show up, right? They just show up in your life. Things that you like to do, they're not bad things, right? But you're probably not gonna, you're probably not gonna thank God for those things, right? That's just stuff, right? We all got stuff, right? And then I got these rocks here that I stole out of a parking lot, <laughs> actually. And, and they're all different sizes. And I want to start here with this big one, right? Now, the biggest rock we want to use as the biggest priority in our life, right? And this is our life. This is stuff that we do. And, and these rocks represent priorities in our life. And this biggest one, or let's call it this biggest one, or this biggest one, let's call this one, because it's the biggest, let's call this one God, right? The biggest, farthest, biggest, most important thing in my life, the biggest priority in my life, I'm going to stick it in here, okay? Right here at the top. I'm going to put it as a part of my life uh, in here, right? Now, the next biggest one, probably this one, um, we're going to call this one, say, family, right? My spouse, my wife, Pastor Michelle, my boys, my kids, my uh, daughters and granddaughters, right? This is the most, uh, 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 you know, second biggest thing in my life, and we're going to stick that in there, okay? Then there's this third rock that's... Um, uh, probably the, the third most important thing in my life, which, um, you know, we could call it, I don't know, exercise. We could call it, uh, you know, going to the gym. We could call the next, you know, uh, maybe your house or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, it. But it's a priority in your life. It's important. The, it's more important than this, okay? And we stick this in our life. And I want you to notice what's happening here that our life is kind of, it's crowded, right? And again, it's, it's all stuff that's important from this stuff to these big high priority things are super important, you know, that, that are part of our life. But there's really just not room in our life for the things that are important. Remember, the order matters, right? That, that's our whole theme in this whole thing, order is important. If you're taking notes today, write that down. The order is important because we can see that in this case, the, the, the order is out of order, right? And, and now it, it's, it's frustration. And, and it's not a case of there being too much, right? Like, like I'm not even telling you to get rid of anything, especially the high priority items. You don't have to get rid of anything. But let me share this with you, right? If the order was correct, it's all going to fit, okay? So let's take, take the priorities out first, right? And let's start with God because God is our first priority. He is our cornerstone. We talked about that last week, right? So let's, what would happen if first thing in the morning, if we put God in our life first, Right? To first things first, first 10 minutes, the first tithe of our morning belongs to God. We put it in there. Then we declare that 
you know what, we're going to spend some time with our family today, and we, we spend the morning with our kids, and we spend Saturday with our kids and our grandkids, and she comes over and spends the night for two nights at our house as the parents are celebrating right now, and we just put that in there, right? So we're going to spend time, and then we got this other thing, you know, we're going to take and we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to spend time at the gym because it's a priority. Or how about this one? We're going to study more with God. We're going to spend more time studying God's Word, right? We put it in here just like that. Then we have all this other stuff that we need to make time for, but if we poured it in after we had uh, put our priorities in, right? And, and this is stuff that matters, and it's not stuff that we have to get rid of, But it's things that are important to us, right? And we shake it a little bit. Shake it a little bit. And look, there's still room for more. Because the order matters, right? And that's our whole theme to this whole series is that the order is important. If we put God in, First, is the foundation to our life, we're putting the exact same stuff in the exact same vessel in order, decent and in order, if we want to get all churchy about it, and it fits. And there's still extra room to do extra things, right? So remember the theme, the order is important. Big, important things first, because order in your life has power has power to change things, okay? So three biblical principles to help us understand this, okay? Number one, order, like we just found out, determines capacity, okay? Write that down. Order determines capacity as we just saw. Our capacity is this, our, our order is different and our capacity is different. We can get more in here if we had to. Right? And this is just the fun stuff. Nobody, you don't have to get rid of nothing out of your life. Just reorder it a little bit. Put the priorities first, okay? And if we, um, if, if we place things in the right order, here's the biggest kick in the, in the, in the, um, in the butt about the thing, is it's going to help us because it's going to bring power. I want you to notice in Matthew chapter 6, here's Jesus talking on the Sermon on the Mount, and he says this. He says, Therefore, okay, therefore, do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear. For after these things, the Gentiles, the ungodly, the people who don't even know God, seek. Jesus himself, words in red, saying, don't even worry about this stuff. Don't even worry about this stuff, he says, um, the Gentiles, the ungodly, are seeking these things. For your heavenly Father knows, God knows that you need these things. But seek first. Say first. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. If we seek, seek first the kingdom, the cornerstone, right, all of this stuff is comes in line. It comes in order. All right, number two, which is important, order prioritize or communicates 
priority, okay? Or, number two, order communicates priority. What you put in first communicates to number one, God, what's first in your life, and number two, everybody around you, what's important in your life, right? So it's important to know that what you put in here first matters, and it matters a lot. Let me tell you this. Several years ago when we were out in California ministering for a church, I got myself into trouble. And here's how I got myself into trouble because uh, the church we were working for had a ministry, discipleship ministry training school, right, that met on Mondays and Thursday nights, okay? And then on Sundays, we had two services, right? And then we had, you know, some sort of a meeting or something going on after, so Sunday, I was at, we were at church all day. Monday, I was teaching a class in the ministry discipleship training school. Tuesday, uh, at this particular ministry, was our midweek service. So we were doing youth ministry that night, again, at church. Wednesday night was midweek service at the other church we worked at over in Lancaster, which is about 70 miles away. That we had to drive over there, do church, clean up, drive back. So that was Wednesday night. Got home late. Thursday night, back to church, ministry, uh, training, school again. Thursday night, teaching again. Friday night, we did a thing. We called it Friday Night Live, which was a youth ministry gathering, party, big thing we did. Right By Saturday, I was dropping dead. But here's what happened. What happened was, is I prioritized teaching every night and doing church every night. Every pastor on the planet shaking their head right now going, yeah, boy, you screwed that up. What happened? My boys grew up through their teenage years. I never even saw them. And they saw, all they saw was being drugged to church every other night because they, dad had to go teach somewhere. Dad had to go do something. So did mom. And we ended up at church every single day night and that communicated my priority to our kids it wasn't them it was teaching right there's a big difference between putting god first and putting church first catch that that's important because if you're at church all the time there's something in your life isn't right right and and your priorities are messed up okay so um, my kids missed everything, and I communicated to them that they weren't my first love. Now, Jesus, uh, in the book of Revelation, speaks right to the church in Ephesus, and he really kind of lets them have it here in uh, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 2. He says, I know your works. Look at that. I know your works. Jesus sees it, and he doesn't even say it's bad. He says, I see your works, I see your labor, I see your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil, and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and found them liars. It's okay. God says, I, I can see what you're doing. I can see your labor, right? Verse 3, next one. He says, and you have preserved and, and have patience, you have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. He's almost saying, good job, right? That's good. Nevertheless, uh-oh, here it comes. I have this against you that you have lost your first love. It's okay to labor in Jesus' name for the ministry, 
but don't lose your family in the process. And that's what I almost did because I was serving every night, couldn't say no. That doesn't mean any of you can say no, by the way. It just means make sure your priorities are right, okay? So it's important that we understand there's, there's a, um, a lot in this jar. There's a lot in this picture, right? But first things must be first, right? Priority must be first. And God's people know, notice. Your people, your little people notice who, what's priority in your life, right? Number three, probably the most important one, okay? Number three, write this down. The order impacts the rest, okay? The, of the rest of these, the priority and capacity, the order impacts all of that. If done right, you have capacity and you have power. If done wrong, you have a disaster <laughs> on your hands, right? And, and just think about this. We talked about this briefly last week, but the, the, the first one in, that time with God in your first part of the first part of your day is your tithe to him. It's your first part. It's the first to him. Now, listen to me. This is, this is deep right here. If you treat the first part of the first part of your day, the tithe that you're, of your time that you're giving to God as a cornerstone for your day, that everything you do in your life and everything you do that day is tied to that cornerstone, you will be successful in life. I can, I can guarantee it because God is not a, a, a liar and he does not change, okay? So if your life is tied to that corner, to the cornerstone, you have a, a direct influence on the rest of your day. Okay, just like when they build a building, they set that cornerstone first. Everything that happens to that building, every measurement that's taken comes right off that cornerstone, right? Treat your day that way. Everything that you deal with in that day is directly tied to that cornerstone. Does that make sense? Everybody with me? Our crowd here, massive crowd here in the basement tonight, right? All right, look at... Um, I want to show this scripture to you because this explains that whole thing, that cornerstone concept, and it's Proverbs chapter 3, and you've, you've all heard this verse before. It talks about money but I, um, in the end, and I want, I want to just put it, we'll get to the money first part thing later, but listen to this. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, right? That cornerstone, I'm going to put... My life in the cornerstone. In all your ways, acknowledge him, right? That cornerstone, that first of the first part, acknowledge that, and he's going to direct your path. Direct influence. Remember, what you put first directly influences everything else. That cornerstone is directly going to influence the whole rest of your day, okay? If we treat this as a day, that cornerstone will make the biggest Difference. Now, verse uh, chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 of that says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits. Notice first fruits. I think sometimes we can, we can look at what the Bible says and, and, and automatically put it on generosity, like, oh, you got to be generous. 
But I don't, I don't really think God cares about the amount of being generous. He just cares about the first part. He wants the first part, not this big massive part that's left over. He wants the first part. He wants the first part of your day. He wants the first part of your heart because he is number one, okay? And, it, and it's going to change everything. He says, why do we give God the first part so our barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine? You're going to be blessed if you give God the first part. You know, the whole Cain and Abel uh, offering thing. Back in Genesis, we're going to talk about this. And we talked about this, remember, in the, in the Blessed Life series, we were talking about giving, right? Just kind of a little rabbit trail real fast. That Cain and Abel's sacrifice, one was accepted and one wasn't, right? Question for the ages. You know why? Because one was the first fruit of the herd and the other one was just given, right? God accepted the first. And that's important that we give God the first part of our day because the order will impact the rest, right? Now, the next couple of weeks, we're going to expand on this whole concept that the order impacts the rest. And, you know, that, like I said, that Blessed Life series changed everything. A lot of you contacted me after and said, that changed my whole giving life, knowing that the, the amount doesn't matter, that it's just the first part. The first of the first makes the difference, okay? So the question is, we know all this stuff. We saw a great example of it. Why don't we live that way? Why can't we just do this, right? So I want to help you with that. And, and you know, we can, we're going to put some principles in here that, that are foundational and practical. They're going to help you. Aren't you so glad? You're so lucky you're here today. It's amazing. This is amazing stuff, right? So um, let's put these principles to work. And, and the Bible, it's, you know, addresses everything. And it addresses this foolishness that, um, of life. Um, that that we can get involved in, and, you know, and, and the pain that comes from it, and the results that come from the the mistakes that we make because we don't put God first, are easily fixable, right? I like what Proverbs seventeen twenty four says. This is the good news version. He says, "An intelligent person aims at wise action." That's kind of important. Aim at wise action, right? Again, wisdom. But a fool starts off in many directions. Well, I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to go there. Why do you think they build buildings with plans? Step-by-step -step instructions to know what to do first. Because if you put a roof on, before there's a foundation, there's going to be a collapse. Right? That's good. Right? So we need to narrow the gap on some things and figure out why can't we live this way. What are we doing? What's happening? You know, and, and here's, uh, here's, the, here's the purpose, all right? Here's the point. Me included. Let me just talk about me for a minute, right? Sometimes we can live one way at church and live another way someplace else, right? And we do this at work or school or wherever, and we leave Sundays to... Church, right? That's my spend time with, day, with God day. And all the rest of the time, I'm just going to live how I live, right? 
Now, 94, 5, 6, 7, whoever you listen to, percent of people believe in God. But most of them don't live that way, right? And we've all done that. I've done that. You've done that. We've all done that. We've all lived that. We've all acted a fool, you know, had an emotional outburst or done, a, you know, something ridiculous because, uh, you know, maybe we weren't locked down to the foundation or we didn't you know, spend our cornerstone time with God that day, and, and we got emotional about something. Um, here's, here's what happens, though. When we stiff-arm God from, like, just keeping him at arm's distance, right, we effectively live a life out of order. Our priorities are backwards. And let me say that again. When we Stiff-arm God and keep him at arm's distance. We essentially live our life out of order, okay? And, and it, it's difficult. All right, write this down, and, and I know, you know, this is, this. I'm preaching to me today, right? I'm pastoring myself, which is kind of weird. But listen, write this down, and it'll be on the screen uh, so you can, you can take time, pause if you have to. It says, the distance between the truth we know and the truth we live equals the pain we experience. Okay? Let me read it again. The distance between the truth we know and the truth we live equals the pain we experience. Okay? And it's, it, it, you know, it's a tough game. But if we're going to follow God, we're going to follow the Lord, right? We're going to follow him, and we're going to put his priorities first, okay? And here's the good news that, um, you know, there is a way out, and there is the way, the truth, and the life, and his name is Jesus. And the best thing about him is no matter how much we've messed this up, is we can come back and we can say, Jesus, let me try again. Let me do a do-over, right? The puck went over the fence. Let's do a do-over on this one, right? And he will wipe the slate clean, and he will make your life better than it was. Then you get the Holy Spirit involved to help you once you're born again. And then life will, all together, I'm not, you know, will be spiritually better. Remember, we're spiritual beings living in a natural world, okay? Are you with me on that? God gives us the power to live an overcoming life full of wisdom with him, okay? So let's have some guiding principles um, to in, so we can figure out what are our big rocks? What's important to us? How are we supposed to know these things, right? God's first, family second, right? Whatever else. It's okay to have high-end priorities. They just have to be in order, okay? So um, number one, write this down. These are, are principles to what your big rocks should be, right? So discover your values, number one. Find the thing that keeps you up at night. Find the thing that wakes you up and, and, and makes you pace the floor, makes you pray all night. What are the things that, that really just rattle you on the inside, right? That, that make you move, that make you get up in the morning, right? And, and during your secret place this week, make some notes. It's like, what's really grinding me? I mean, is it, is it abused children? Is it homeless people? Is it people with an addiction? It, you know, what is it that just really just, ah, I'm going to fight over this, 
okay? And, and uh, I love what Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 8. Uh, this is from the, the living paraphrase. And he says, we cannot oppose the truth, but we must always stand for the truth. You know, we can't, the truth is what it is, as we're finding out in our government now. The truth is what it is. You can't fight against it. You can only stand for it, okay? So it's like, um, what do you live, what do you live for? What do you, what do you, what is running through your veins right now? You know, what do you love deeply? What brings up a fight in you? You know, that's, that's uh, my life. The things that, you know, when I came to, to do a church, things that are important to me is, um, is, is the love of God, right? Actually feeling the love of God in my life from other people. It changed my life. And, and because of that happening, my whole mantra in my life is to show people the love of God. And you may laugh at that, but it's the only thing that got me in the kingdom of heaven was a bunch of other guys just like me loving on me because I never had that as a kid. And my whole, my whole thing is to teach how to receive that as a person. Okay? A couple other things. You know, I like to represent God well. I don't know if it's years of building, but I can see things that aren't straight from a mile away. Things, you know, excellence and really making God look good. Taking uh, people and, and discipling people and, and training them up to be kingdom giants right out of the gutter, okay? Taking things like that and really turning them around. And, and another thing that our church likes to do is, is be a family, have each other's back and have a good time, right? So you should laugh in church. Church should be fun, right? You should laugh at your pastor. You should eat lots of food. You should have ice cream in church, right? We'll have communion and ice cream. What do you think? Good idea? Do it, right? <laughs> Some other things, you know, pregnancy resource center. We want to see mothers, you know, take their babies to term and not abort them, right? And then love them as a family and help them and support them and show how many moms out there were never shown how to be a mom. Right, you, they, they like go to the hospital. They give you this thing and say, "Yeah, good luck." Slap you on the butt and say, yeah, "On your way." <laughs> it's like, what do I do with this thing? It stinks. It yells. Makes noise. Take it to my mom's, I guess, and leave it there. I don't know. Right. So, pregnancy resource center. Recently, we got involved with the road home. We want to help some homeless people. Of course, we have the prison ministry. Big. This is the kind of things that keep Pastor Michelle up at night. Right. The ladies in the prison the homeless people on the street, right? We recently got involved with a ministry called A21, stopping sex trafficking all around the world. Some 40, what, 5 billion, million plus people sex trafficked right now, right? What's the, what's the thing in your heart that goes, not on my watch, not today, I'm going to get involved in this. You may stop all, may not stop all 40 million, but you can stop one. You can stop one abortion. You can stop one homeless person from being homeless. You can do this, right? Just one person at a time. Things that move you, you know, what moves you? You know, what makes you righteously angry? How about that? 
right? What really just grinds your gears, right? A child being mistreated or, you know, what's happening around the world with sex trafficking, those types of things. Number two, write this down, okay? We want, we want to uh, make sure that we discover the values. Number two, we want to determine what is most important. What is your life mission? What is your purpose on this earth? What is your whole mantra about? I like uh, Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, it says this, you know, where there is no, this is the uh, New King James, he says, now where there is no revelation, now literally, literally, literally prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Okay, nobody knows where they're going. Nobody knows. And those words, that uh, word vision is kazon, kazon, not calzone. Okay, I mean, if you don't know what a calzone is, ask somebody. Okay, a kazon, and it means a plan, a dream, a revelation, or marching orders. Right? We have to have a plan. Our church has a vision. Right? Our, our vision is all about. Um, Sunday services and, and setting people free, getting them in a group, right? Getting them trained and then getting them served, serving someplace, right? That's our prophetic vision. It's important to stay in tune with God's message. Um, you know, what's my life mission? What was I born to do? How about that? What are you going to do? How do I find these things out, Pastor? Well, Lucky you're here today because we want to help you figure out your life vision, and it's important. We saw in uh, Psalm 90, verse 12, teach us the number of days that we may uh, gain a heart of wisdom. Verse 17 summarizes that whole thing, that whole psalm, and he says this, let the beauty, that word beauty uh, means pleasantness, sweetness, or delight of the Lord our God be upon us. How about that? How about some sweetness of God on us, right? And establish the work of our hands. Yes, he repeated it. Anytime you see a repeat in the Bible, probably should pay attention. Establish the work of our hands, okay? So tell us, Lord, establish what are we supposed to do? I love Paul, the apostle in Acts 20. He says this, none of these things move me. All the things that happened, all the whippings, the beatings, the shipwrecks, the stonings, the left for dead, none of these things move me, do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace. See, they couldn't mess with Paul. They couldn't touch Paul because he knew his life's mission. He wasn't going to be moved off it. He had... He had the cornerstone, and he was locked in and moving straight on. Now, are you with me, right? And I like this. He says, um, you know, Paul's basically telling us that life isn't about having problems. It's, you're going to have problems, but knowing the vision and knowing your focus and having hooked into the cornerstone, you're going to have problems, but everybody has problems. You're going to not deviate off your course. You're going to be moving forward. Are you with me? That's great. I love it. We're committed to helping you. We're in this whole process. We want you to be successful. We want you to locked into the cornerstone. 
and we want to show you how, okay? We, we got four things that we call important around here. Number one, knowing God, right? Our Sunday services, finding freedom. Everybody wants to be free in the name of Jesus. That's salvation, being saved, right? Healed, set free, knowing that the, the devil cannot have you, right? Then it's um, uh, discovering your purpose, and we do that through this thing called growth track. And it's coming in the coming months where we're going to give you a test. You're going to learn what your spiritual gifting is. And here's the biggest thing I love about growth track is it wakes up the inner monster, the inner, inner fight, the thing that keeps you up at night. We're going to find out what that is. And then at the end of that, the fourth thing that's going to happen is we're going to get you serving in that area. Whether it's the homeless, the prison, the, you know, playing music, whatever it is that keeps you up at night, we want to put you in that place. Here's, you know, let me say this. If you're checking us out, if you're new here, maybe if you haven't watched the stream, we've got major announcements coming, major announcements coming in the next couple of weeks. But here's what I want you to do. Just give us a year, okay? Give us a year. That's coming to Sunday services, going to a group, okay, getting involved when we have conferences, doing the growth track. Give us a year. If your life isn't better at the end of that year, you know, I will find you a new church, and I'll even go with you, okay? It's that critical to know that God can change your life. Once you get your priorities straight, we get our priorities straight, God can move in our life. Are you with me? It's imperative that we get it, right? So we discovered our values. We determined what's most important. And the last thing I need you to understand is that decide who is most important. Who is the most important thing in your life right now, right? And, and I, I, I love what Matthew 22 says, um, Jesus is speaking, and, and he's talking. He's like, what is the greatest commandment in the law? This is the epitome of all the firsts, right? He says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Love God first. Second is like it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, okay? Now, we can see it's love God and love people. That's, that sums up this whole thing, and it's, it's about making relationships a priority and putting God first. Let me say that again. Making relationships a priority and putting God first. Discover your values, determine what's most important, and decide who's first. Who's the cornerstone in your life? I want to give you a chance. Bow your head, close your eyes for 30 seconds, right before we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that whoever is watching on the podcast or listening on the podcast, watching on the stream, Father, that they begin to put you first as the cornerstone, that they begin to put you first, Lord in their life, that they begin to spend time with you in the morning, that first tenth, so that everything else they do during that day can be tied to that small 
tithe of time in the morning with you. So, Father, I thank you for those watching, for those listening. And, God, I pray that you move on their hearts right now in this new year, in this first series, God. And I thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the South Jordan, West Jordan, Harriman, or Riverton area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend gatherings. Because of the recent events with COVID-19, we are meeting in Harriman temporarily until our new building is ready. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children and student environments, head over to thebridgelive.org or you can email info at thebridgelive.org or simply text 801-391-6969.